Hi, welcome back to another episode of Both Sides of the Barricade. This week we have a very special guest, a very good friend of mine, Kyle Hoover. He was in my program at school in Rowan, music industry program. Um, and we worked together at Left of Center Productions where I interned. And we've just, we've been to many shows together. We've been friends for quite a while. Kyle, would you like to say anything about yourself? Hello. I feel like you probably covered it. Um, I'm Kyle. I went to Rowan for, well, I originally went for sociology and then I switched into uh, music business. Uh, I think my sophomore year, uh, like my full, my first like full year in the music industry program was my junior year, but sophomore year, I just started taking classes that the program required. Even though my uh, advisor was like, don't do that. I was like, I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, I graduated. Um, I spent a summer pretty much not knowing what I was going to do with my life. And then I got a job for, um, I got a job at the box office uh, for Live Nation. And then I got my, the agency job that um, Jordan and I were just working before mm -hmm. uh, the P word happened. So, yes, yes. Well, so yeah, Kyle, it, this is going to be an interesting episode because Kyle's also actively working in the music industry, which is not what most of my friends that I'll have on the podcast are doing. A lot of them are just fans, but Kyle and I are both, you know, people who are so passionate about it that we decided we're going to spend our lives doing this. <laughs> so I think that that will be interesting. You know what? One pandemic hit and I regretted it immediately. <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, we got this. I just dropped my phone. Never that. Never that. Um, just a warning. Kyle is not in a closet like I am so there I might be some background noises <laughs> I got some family and I got some dogs but so. we're hoping that things will stay calm so not you being like he's not in a closet like baby girl the pink <laughs> Musgraves crew neck didn't give it away already come on now stop <laughs> stop stop uh, oh my god we're both wearing pink I just noticed anyway okay. so we'll start out with Arthur, how we Arthur automatically being like he hasn't changed a bit so <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> Hi, Professor MacArthur, if you're listening to this. <laughs> so we'll start out with how we met, like, because we met through a mutual friend at an event at school. I think someone was speaking. I don't even remember who it was. I think someone from a label. I was going to ask you this. I couldn't remember who it was. We'll obviously talk about this, but I couldn't remember who it was. So I'm glad that you also don't remember. Yeah, I, I do not remember because I was too busy talking to you about music the entire time. <laughs> um, yeah, because... Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, because we found out we had the same birthday and our mutual friend was like, oh, you guys have a lot of like music in common that you like. So we just kind of hit it off and immediately started talking about probably like Lana and Taylor and like those. Oh, kinds yeah, of it, was. it was no, it was funny because I remember it was like the end of the event and then Devin like introduced the two of us. And then we literally were just talking for like two hours while Devin had already left. <laughs> like this dude that was there, I think he was like from a label or like from the Academy. Like he may have been like from the Grammy Academy. Oh, like, yeah. I I don't know. So sorry. <laughs> no, literally me and you, like everybody was like asking this dude questions about like, I don't really know what I want to do. Like, how do I get into the industry? Like, how do I make more like connections? Like, how do I network? And me and you were just like, Ultraviolence is our best album. So what now? <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. Sitting there like shouting about like, our uh, trauma is Pisces, my shitty ex-boyfriend, and like Lana, like it was so yeah, stupid. Yeah, yeah, sounds like us. Hasn't, yeah. we have not changed much since then. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess like other than that, our relationship has evolved over the past three years, just as like, you know, we went from just meeting at school, like you were my only like stand Twitter friend at school that like I knew in person, um, at Rowan at least. And we, you know, went to a lot of shows together in the past three years. We've known each other for three years. That's kind of crazy. Um, three years. Yeah, I was a freshman, a little freshman. <laughs> I'm sick. Yeah. Oh, I'm pushing 40. Like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> You're like, in gay years, I am pushing 40. <laughs> no, I actually am. It's, it's really scary. Oh, my God. Um, so... I guess that leads us into like how you would describe your relationship with artists because I talked about how we're both we were both like stan twitter people in school but you know as a fan how would you describe your relationship with artists um I, I pay their bills <laughs> um, yeah I mean it definitely has always just been like a, a really weird level of obsession that I haven't been able to get over um 
But I feel like now more so that like with the agency, I've been able to, not many, I'll say not many because again, the P word hit and then our industry was like, but like of the people that I have been able to like meet already, like through my job, like I have been able to take it from less of like a, me being like, oh my God, this person is so cool. Like I, I'm obsessed with their work. Like I love their music to me being like, oh, like they're chill. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. For sure. has like almost like knocked me down a peg, which is good because then, you know, as I hopefully continue to like work my way up and I like have the opportunity to meet like more cool artists and people, like I'm going to be like less uh, fangirl about it, which will be yeah, good. Because yeah, weird, no, I like, totally feel that. Yeah, but I mean, it very much is like, I'm a major fangirl. It, my relationship with artists is like, it's very that. Yeah. I mean, that's why we hit it off so quickly. Like we both like, feel that. There's a couple of people like Kim, for instance, is like one that I've like seen her like a bunch and I've like, I always like buy her meet and greet and like I'll wait for her like backstage and shit. And like, she'll always see me on Barricade or like Casey's another where like she's seen me on Barricade a lot. So it's like, it's very much just like them being like, oh, this kid again. <laughs> Kim Petros, but, Casey Musgraves for those no, who don't know. Mom, at least in my mind, it's like, oh, this kid again. When like, I'm sure they're probably like happy to see like, you know, fans. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But in my mind, every time I like walk into a Kim meet and greet, like I know she's like, I, I just feel like in my mind, she's like. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who didn't see that, um, we got a limp wrist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I forget this is like also on Spotify. Yeah. I feel like, can I swear? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, okay, bet. I feel like every time I like walk into one of Kim's meet and greet, she's like this fag again. Like, <laughs> it's like that. yeah, well, I mean, they definitely don't think that. Like, you know that. <laughs> no, I'm paying literally all of my favorite artists' bills. So what now? Yeah, yeah. That, that. Like, I keep your light bill on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, oh, and we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to Miss Taylor and all that <laughs> very shortly. <laughs> Um, but what was your relationship with music like growing up? Like before you knew that like being a stan was a thing or like going to shows even, like what was the music that you were growing up listening to? Because I don't uh, know about that. I feel, like, I feel like ever since like a young age, like I know like a lot of people, I feel like I've talked to you about this before. I feel like a lot of my friends that I know like have always had like um, artists that like their parents listened to that like their parents showed them when they were growing up and now they have like a connection to like, I think you and Bruce Springsteen is like a really good example of that. Yeah, like, yeah. Dad, you like also love of Bruce but I feel like I maybe never had that because I just like from a young age like automatically I don't know what it was I think it was probably the Disney channel to be honest like I feel like I just like found um music that I loved and connected to and immediately like just dove right in like I know the first like girl that I really ever stand was Miley but before that I also like really loved Hilary Duff too oh yeah it's been since like the third grade or like the fourth grade that I've just like kind of been like obsessed with like these girls like I feel like it's just like a part of like super young gay culture that you're just like of course I would turn on Hannah Montana and be like I want to be her Mm -hmm. so I feel like it's always just kind of been um it's always been there like I've always been a stan even before you know I knew what it meant really no that's true because even I think about like you know Gibson and how he was like a huge fan of Lady Gaga like I think at the time like I just didn't even realize that like like when I was a kid I don't think I realized that people could be like that obsessed with artists like I was just like I just got what my dad put on my mp3 player and like called it a day but like he also put on like Katy Perry, Paramore, Lady Gaga he would show me that stuff so I got all of that it was just you know through like his filter I guess but I just never even thought like oh my god people buy like full albums and you know are standing these artists at the time I didn't know what that was obviously but like going to their shows waiting out all night like I just didn't even know that was a thing because even when I would talk to my dad like about concerts it like for him it was a lot different because he would like have to sleep out to like buy tickets like so for him it was like that's just what you had to do. But at the time I was like, oh, I don't have to do that. But like, I was eight. Now I know you can sleep outside still. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah. I mean, it's very that, like, I feel like it's almost kind of the opposite for me where like, I always just was like the person that was like obsessed with these people. Like, Mm -hmm. I remember 
definitely Miley was the first one in like fourth grade. It was cannot beyond. blame you. <laughs> cannot blame you. I remember my mom was like a part of the PTA. This is so stupid, but my mom was a part of like the um, PTA for the school, mm-hmm. my uh, elementary school that I was in. And I remember through the PTA, I think they were like doing a giveaway for the Best of Both Worlds tour. And I remember my mom being the one who bought the tickets and she had clearly bought me tickets too, but like, just didn't tell me it was like trying to surprise me for like Christmas or my birthday or just like, you know, the week of the show, like whatever it was. So like, I already had these tickets, but I was like harassing my mom, like harassing her. I was like, I cannot believe that you would buy tickets for the like stupid PTA, but like you wouldn't buy me tickets. Like it's, I was like, I just remember being here. (laughs) her I was like I was like rig it like rig it so I can win like I don't care like these kids don't have to know that you're the one who bought them like rig the damn rig it like I don't care oh like God. I and then it ended up like I that was the first concert I ever went to was like Miley and like the best of both worlds tour and like from then I was just like oh I'm hooked yeah like now that you say that I mean I attended I attended that tour as well I yeah, didn't yeah. like it though because it was too loud like I was a kid at the time and I like oh, didn't realize like I didn't realize how loud concerts were. So when I went, I was like this the whole time, like covering my ears. But now that you say that, I do remember being like, I was obsessed with High School Musical. So like, Mm -hmm. similarly, I was, I like begged my parents for tickets to like see them like live or to the one of the live shows. And I remember when I got those tickets, like I freaked out like on Christmas morning. So I totally get that. Now that I think about it, like I was definitely, I was obviously always passionate about music because I was always listening to it. But now that you say that Disney Channel was kind of like the gateway drug in terms of standing. Like I remember I went to like every Camp Rock tour that there was. Like I've seen the Jonas Brothers amount of times same with Demi but like Demi was probably the the second girl that I stand like sixth grade seventh grade mm-hmm. eighth grade like I loved Demi Lovato like so much to the point where when I had met Demi in like seventh grade uh in the meet and greet she was probably like 15 at the time and I was like god fucking so young I my mom I remember she bought tickets for like me her and my sister and my mom was like I don't need a picture with her like you and your sister can get the third picture and my mom was like okay but like I just need to tell you and she like told Demi that like I my mom like in like these parent-teacher conferences in school like I would get in so much trouble because I would just like never shut up about her like my mom would go to these parent-teacher conferences and my like sixth grade teacher would be like can you tell him to shut up about Demi Lovato like we get it like oh my god that's so sweet though (laughs) I'm sure she was like aww Maybe, I don't know. I'm probably, oh, I forget. I can't be like rude on this. <laughs> Never mind. We're going to erase that. <laughs> no, we are not. <laughs> um, well, okay. So I guess that's a good, like. She was probably. What? Nothing. I was going to say. You don't edit this. I need to like edit myself. Yes. Yes. Um, so I guess that's a good like transition into like how you became part of like Stan Twitter and like actual like fandoms like did you realize that there was a community for people who were obsessed with music like other than people you saw at concerts um I mean not really I guess like I think it just kind of started from like tumblr like being on tumblr and like just you know even now like I don't like when I think about like stan twitter I think about like people who have like whole like accounts dedicated yeah agreed which like I don't my whole account is just dedicated to like all of them but I guess not necessarily like one in particular yeah Um, so I don't know I feel like it just kind of originated from like tumblr I guess is really where I started to realize like oh like these girls like really be like camping out for shows like I remember I think it was like early high school when like I first saw Lana like I was like oh these people are like really dedicated they're like camping out for these shows they're like going at like the crack ass of dawn in like the worst area of Philadelphia possible. Oh, yeah. I remember. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, my car did get broken into at a show there like last year. So I'm really glad that my parents let me go to it when I was like 13 by myself. Yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> but I feel like, yeah, it just, I don't, I guess I didn't realize, but at the same time, I was just like, I don't, it was just like the people in my life are also like people who are like into the same things that I am obviously like naturally that's just who you connect with so I I guess in that way like sure (laughs) I don't know am I making any sense 
yeah no i totally get it yeah, i'm just like i don't i i didn't even know like i don't know when i realized that like stan twitter was a thing because like i've just always been yeah no it was the same for me just like tumblr and then just the gradual transition to twitter because i that was the last social media that i got to it was like tumblr instagram twitter for me so i totally get that um and just like finding that community was like hard because i feel like i didn't know where to look at first at least on twitter but um then when I found it, like I found it to be really like exciting and fun at sometimes, because um, I met a lot of friends on there. But so I yeah. guess, and then when you decided that you wanted to study music business, was that like a similar thing where you were just like, oh, for me, it was like, when I heard that that was a thing, I was like, oh, that's what I'm doing. Like, there's no other option for me. Yeah, it was pretty similar. Like, I, I remember when I was, like, kind of finishing up high school and, like, realizing, like, oh, shit, I actually have to start applying to colleges and, like, caring about my grades because I've never been a person who cared about school, like, ever, yeah. not one. Um, <laughs> I was a teacher's pet. And I'm sure that our professors listening will tell you the same thing because <laughs> I never showed up. I, sorry, y'all. Um, my money, if I don't want to go to class, I'm not going to go. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I just remember, like, when I was, like, finishing up high school, like, I, my mom would always talk about how, like, she thought that I should, like, get a job at Sony, and I was just like, I, that's not a possibility, like, how does that, like, happen, like, nobody just, like, people just don't do that, I thought, yeah. so then I went to school for sociology at first, um, I wanted to go for social work, but Rowan didn't have social work, they only had sociology, so I had to settle, a lot of settling happened at Rowan University, <laughs> let's say that. <laughs> so, me forgetting this is literally for your capstone for Rowan University <laughs> I'm like we I have, can my, I, have I have my diploma already so what are you gonna do about it you're right, um, you're right. Then I, I think it was freshman year my friend Annie from high school um, also went to Rowan and she was dorming and on her floor uh, Devin our mutual friend that introduced us at that mm-hmm. event that we were talking about like 20 minutes ago um, was living on her floor so I had met Devin through Annie and then I met you through Devin um and it was through Devin that I like heard about the industry program because she had joined it and I had no idea that it was even a thing at Rowan because I think it started at Rowan my first year if I'm not mistaken yeah, it's, like it's I think a new program it, so I didn't even know that it was like a thing yet um and then yeah she told me about it and then immediately I was like oh so then I like emailed uh Jen Drow and I was like hi can I do this? Like, how, what do I need to do? And he was just like, oh, like, it's cool for this semester. Like, next semester, reach out, like, send me, like, an essay, whatever, and, like, we'll, you know, review it and blah, blah, blah. So then I did it, and then I got in, and I think I had already gotten in. No, I wasn't even in yet. I wasn't even in the program, but I was like, I'm going to get in. It's going to be, it's got, like, it's got to be easy. It's a new program. It's all I have to do is type an essay. Like, I just figured I was going to get in. I was like, I don't, because I think a lot of it too, when I was thinking about, like going to schools like I just assume that because it's like an arts um program that I would have to like submit a portfolio and like do all that and I was like I, what am I going to s- submit a portfolio for you know yeah. what I mean um so after I found out about the program and gender I was like okay you can apply next semester I was like okay bet I s- immediately just started taking like business music one mm-hmm. and I was the only person in the classroom who was like a sociology major like everybody else was like business majors yeah and I was like, um yeah and then from there like I applied over the summer and then I got accepted for the fall and then I just like junior year I think was my first year that I was like actually like a full-fledged like music industry student yeah crazy to think that I really only did it for two years (laughs) here I am you're number four (laughs) going strong (laughs) yeah for anyone who is interested like side note I've gotten a couple questions from people about like our program and like how it works and like basically like when I applied for school um I knew that I wanted to go into that program and it was it was separate from a major like you couldn't just say like oh I'm declaring music industry as my major like it was a separate program because it focused solely around music and music business and technology so you had to write a separate essay like separately apply to that and um other schools have similar programs but I really have found that I like Rowan's program um, the guy who runs it is from Drexel University and came over and made a program for Rowan based on the Drexel one. So um, if you live around the New Jersey area and you're interested in going into that, like definitely research Rowan's program because I found that I really like it and I feel like I've learned a lot 
in my past four years in it. And I think Kyle would say the same for his two years that he was there. But I'm not the best person to speak to <laughs> because I just never went to class. But that was also like, I got some mental health issues. All right. What do you want look, me to do? Look. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like, but it, if you have any questions about the program, feel free to like message me about it or Kyle, if you're interested, but like he said, he's probably not the best to talk to about it. So, but because I'm in it, feel free to message me if you have questions. Um, other than that, let's move on to concert stories because I okay. know you have some. <laughs> Here's what we're going to get into it. Yes. So I think we'll start with like shows that we've been to together. The one that sticks out to me is the last shows that we went to, or at least that I went to. I don't know if you went to one before quarantine started after Gex and Tovlo, but uh, I only went to one. Yeah. I think I've been. I only went to three shows this year in total, which is disgusting because my goal, like this sounds so like, I'm going to sound like the biggest uh, psychopath, but my goal every year is to top the amount of shows that I went to last year. I do the same thing. So my goal for the year that I turned 21 was to go to like 21 shows. And I think I went to like 30. So my, like, I just try to top it every year. So this year I was trying to reach like 35 or 40, which like, if you think about it is so many in a month, it's ridiculous. Like the last year, I think I went to like 60 shows. I'm not even kidding. Like it was bad. And I was like, oh, I'm going to top that this year. And (laughs) look at where that got me. (laughs) I know. Well, cause I feel like most times, like anytime that it was it always worked out so funny because people would always be like oh well how do you afford to go to so many shows which like I guess in comparison to your 60 it's nothing but like (laughs) not me being shady um (laughs) that's what I'm best at um no I feel like it it always kind of worked out too where like things would go on set and you'll speak to this too things would go on so far apart and then they would just all happen to be within the same like three-day period yeah so I feel like a lot of it, like I, there would just be times where I would just like spend the whole month just being like, sorry, I can't make it to class. I got a camp for choice of on today. <laughs> yeah, no, I've been there. Well, and yeah. the thing is like all the shows that we were going to, like they were smaller artists. So they'd be like $15 tickets, $15, $20 tickets, or like, because we work in the industry if for companies, like sometimes we get the opportunity to get free tickets sometimes yeah. I would know the artist and be able to get free tickets so it's like we're not paying for a lot of it <laughs> like yeah that's like, yeah that's true like it, when people are like oh my god you go to so many shows like how do you go to so many shows I'm like 100 gex was ten dollars like yeah. and it was, I, like it was- I got I was on like I got my Tolo tickets through Live Nation like I saw Rex Orange my last show this year was Rex Orange County which is so sad because it was so straight like the straightest got it <laughs> my entire life and so like maybe, re- maybe, not my, maybe not my entire life because I did see the Honda Civic tour with Maroon 5 and Kelly Clarkson but that was a serve and you know what I would go again yeah I can't um, even you in, in recent years it was like one of the straightest shows I've been to so the fact that, that was like my last show this year I was like was it even worth it yeah but no like <laughs> so the last two that are memorable to me are 100 Gex just because that show was so fun Oh, insane it was so much fun yeah and then um, Tovlo was great too we were like up in the balcony though like not in the pit so it was a different energy but also I think about I know about the p word I would have been down on that barricade baby yeah me and you were just like oh like we're tired like we have so many other things going on like we have like four other shows this month like yeah oh my (laughs) the month in question literally March the month in question I lost Four, like my birthday our birthday weekend was supposed to be like four shows for me and all canceled that was fun and then well we won't we won't even talk about Coachella but we're, let's move on we're not going to talk about it <laughs> we're not talking about it <laughs> um and then yeah the other show that I think about with in terms of ones that we've been to together I think about Charlie just because that tour was so fun yeah that tour um, was it but for you as a solo person what would you say like your most memorable like show experience or camping experiences? No, reputation tour. I'm not surprised. Reputation tour, I'm sure reputation, was. Reputation stadium tour. Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> and how many shows did you go to on that tour, Kyle? Um, seven? Seven or it was, hold on. It was um, both of the Philly shows. So two, all three of the Jersey slash New York shows. 
Pittsburgh and Houston. So seven. Yeah, seven. Yeah, when we were talking about how Kyle pays bills for his artists, um, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> no, like I fear that I literally pay for Taylor Swift's dry cleaning bill at this point. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I got an email confirmation the other day for a mug from her store that I don't remember ordering. Well, like, like your order, they were like, your order's like been processed, like it's ready to ship. And I'm like, I don't remember buying it. Like, I know you definitely did, but like, let's think about it as if it was like a gift that she was giving you. Like you bought so much merch. Let's give you this for free. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I definitely had to have bought it. But anyway, yeah, no, Reputation Tour was like the best summer of my entire life. Yeah. I remember. I remember the first day I think it was a uh, business and music two if not three I don't really remember Rowan was such a blur it was two you're saying yeah. it's two I go with two <laughs> um, I remember I got back and we were like going around the room and everyone was like talking about what they did over the summer they're like oh I did like this internship like blah 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 I was mm-hmm. like I saw Taylor Swift seven times or six times at that point and I was yeah. like by the way, MacArthur, I'm not going to be here in September because I'm seeing her seventh. He was like, what? And I was like, I'm going to Texas. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, the average person would be like, what? <laughs> the normal person would have saw, like, the one Philly show, considering that, like, we're so close. Like, they would have yeah. saw, like, maybe both of the Philly shows. Like, I it was so funny because after the third Jersey show I like fell into such a deep depression that I was like I can't like I need to see this again like I have to see this again like I, I don't care so then uh Zach Sizak on Twitter um texted me and he was like I'm going to the Pittsburgh show like do you want to go and I was like yeah I don't think I had ever even met him at this point yeah I was like, that's that's the one thing about Stan Twitter that's fucking scary you will get into strangers cars for shows yeah oh absolutely (laughs) like and that's the thing like because you know like but the thing is like come on like you know them like because you see them on the timeline you see their pictures like you know they are who they are but my dad was definitely freaked out like the first time I was like oh I'm going to a show with my friend from Twitter he was like um no you're not (laughs) like no I am no um when I saw Taylor at Good Morning America uh Anna picked me up at like nine o'clock at night. She was like already in Philly visiting, like I think her aunt. And I was like, please, please, please drive her the bridge. Like pick me up. Like I really don't feel like driving or taking the train. They're like, please just pick me up. Like I will throw you money. Like I'll throw you gas money. Like I don't care. And she was like, okay. And then she picked me up from my house. Didn't like had never met me. Drove to New York together and like met up with like Steph and Gibson. Like it was such a mess. Yeah, she drove me home from Hoboken one time. So shout out Anna. Love her. Anna. Yes. Um, but, yeah, that tour was probably, like the best. Yeah. Show like all, all seven of them. Yeah. Do you have like any other like touring, like following tours experience? Like I know that that's your big one, but I, have you done any more? Melodrama for sure. I went to not as many. I went to three. Okay. Um, I wish I had gone to more. To be honest, that show that that tour was incredible. Yeah. Um, I mean, usually when anybody comes, like if they have two Philly shows, like uh, Joanne World Tour came, like I was doing that. Um, this summer, I was supposed to go to all four of Taylor Swift's Lover Fests. I was supposed to go to both the East and the West dates, both of the dates, so all four of them. Yeah. I was supposed to see Cremagaball. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who do not know, Cremagaball, Chromatica, um, Lady Gaga's tour. Yes. Uh, I'm supposed to go to that in Boston and in uh, Jersey slash New York again. And honestly, I'm sure I probably would have gone to the Chicago date. Like, yeah. Was that at Wrigley? Probably Wrigley Field. So. Yeah. I'm trying to think about, like, I think I've honestly- a really memorable show now that we're actually talking about Gaga, seeing Enigma in, Veg- in uh, Las Vegas. Twitter let that show have it because. I- the storyline is really confusing. It doesn't really make any sense. The costumes are kind of a mess. Her wigs are very questionable, but like, I, I'm not going to a Lady Gaga show to like stare at her wigs. Like I know I'm a gay man and I'm supposed to be like obsessed with what she looks like and like her outfits and her aesthetic. Yeah. And of course, like I'm sh- there's been moments where like everybody's been like, oh my God, she looked incredible. But like, if I'm going to your show, like I'm just going to hear Dance in the Dark live and that's all I know. Yeah. So like, yeah. a Nick. 
Enigma was one of the most memorable shows I've probably ever been to, especially because I went to like the House of Gaga Museum like an hour before I had walked in and I was just like in this museum. Like I was staring at like the Born This Way motorcycle was there. Like all of these like costumes from all of our videos were there. Like it was just so, I was like so overwhelmed because I yeah. didn't like you don't realize you start listening to these people when you're like 12 13 like a lot of these people came out in like 2007 it's now 2020 and we're like we're still huge fans of them so like seeing enigma and being like oh my god i've been a fan of this girl for like 11 years and like here i am seeing like her las vegas residency that is supposed to be like the encapsulation of like her whole career like it was so incredible and that set list was so good yeah that's this like I could not have asked her to perform another song that was on it like it was from top to bottom like everything I would ever have wanted her to have sung at that show at like a Vegas residency show you yeah. know what I mean yeah. no I am like that's the only she's like the only artist that I haven't seen yet that I would like die to see like I want to I cannot believe I haven't seen her same thing with Katy Perry like the two biggest pop girls I've never seen Katy I know like the two biggest pop girls so expensive we don't have to get into it but her tickets like i tried to go to like prismatic tour and i tried to go to a uh, teenage dream tour they were so expensive yeah. i should have just went to witness tour when they were seven dollars on StubHub for the pit the day of but it's fine <laughs> they were like i'm telling facts like, no, it was i know really- i know it's just <laughs> it like 14 dollars for a pit ticket like the night of the show so what now and like, I just didn't, like, I didn't even think about it. Like, I think because I was a fan of them when I was so young and didn't think about concerts like that at the time, like they just, I just completely skipped over that. Like in my yeah. time I was into concerts, it was like all about the Tumblr girls, not like Gaga and Katie, even though I would still die to see them. That's fair. I did go to, I think I went to Monster Ball. I didn't get to go to Born This Way Ball because I got canceled because she broke her fucking hip. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then I didn't get to go to, um, which devastates me to this day because Art Pop is my favorite Gaga album I didn't get to go to Art Rave because the Philly show got rescheduled because of like a conflict with the 76ers like who the fuck is watching the 76ers please <laughs> and it's rescheduled to the night of my choir concert for high school and if I didn't go to the choir concert like I would have just failed choir yeah. for the entire year which like how embarrassing would that be yeah like I was in choir my entire life, like third through 12th grade. And if I just like failed, cause I, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I would have failed. Gone. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I should have just taken the F. No words. I had to go to Art Rave and that devastated me. But yeah, Gaga was another one that I saw like really early on in life. Like one of the, like, my first shows and like, that was incredible. I went with my aunt and she was singing like, poker face and like love game and it was just like me and my aunt like chilling having a good time while she's like up on stage singing like that boy is a monster like yeah, I should have yeah. been at that show <laughs> <laughs> those were expensive too I remember how much my mom spent on those for Christmas for me one year and I was like yeah no I'm sure because they were probably resale like maybe I, I think I was I had I definitely had club box seats I know that Oh my God. Okay. never mind. <laughs> Maybe they weren't resale. Uh, but that's pretty amazing. I like, yeah. do you have any, is there anyone that you haven't seen yet that you'd like die to see? Um, not really. I think I've seen everyone. The last yeah. person on the list that I really needed to see was Haim. And I finally got to see them last summer. Um, other than that, the only person that I like would die to see, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to say this. So it's not necessarily somebody that I like really really stan and like you know but like frank ocean yeah the thought that we were supposed to see him literally in april you know what maybe we should talk about it for a hot second you know <laughs> i'm really mad about that well and and like i mean and gaga just had to go and mention that she had a secret set no, because why would you ever get on twitter and be like oh my god i'm so sad about coachella getting postponed i was supposed to do a secret surprise headlining show so what are you gonna do about it now i was like you're a bitch for that <laughs> like you didn't have to bring it up yeah i just i'll never recover because now i don't know if you saw it. so quick side note everyone but like they're planning on like postponing it to like next october like october 2021 i'm like are y'all even gonna like do it anymore like i just think you should just quit while you're ahead and just announce yeah. it when it's coming back because like i don't need this i don't have high hopes about it in october of next year Neither either do I. i'm like all right april of 2022 coachella like woo. yeah Which is so fucked up because if you know anything about me and jordan 
when it is festival season or even when it's just January on, after that lineup is announced the first week of January, the only fucking thing that we talk or think about is Coachella. Yeah. Only thing. Like I was streaming my playlist. That's another one. My first Coachella that I went to last year, I went to Coachella for the first time last year. I like skipped class. I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I was like, I'm graduating in like a month. Like I had enough money saved from like, just working retail like during holiday season I like worked yeah. so that was another reason why I didn't go to class that often because I worked all the time yeah I literally always kept like two or three jobs throughout college like I was well, and I can attest I can attest to that oh, like yeah. you definitely um <laughs> towards the end of college I just <laughs> I just started picking up shifts during times that I was supposed to have class and then I just never said anything and I stopped going um anyway that was after I got back from Coachella because I went into a deep depression about not being in California anymore yeah um, yeah. yeah yeah wish I but could relate my my first Coachella experience last year after wanting to go since like sophomore year of high school like I remember I don't think I really knew what Coachella was up until high school because I guess it just never was like on my radar because like yeah, same about like original Coachella like it was all like rock bands it was all old dude music I was like I don't care about yeah, radio not your thing. <laughs> what, what, do I look like I care about you too like, come on now um so but like I remember when Lord like sub headline the one year I was oh, like yeah. oh that oh that's it and then like Lana I th- it was were Lord and Lana in the same year were they one year after the other because I can't remember they might have been I know Lana played in 2014 possibly no because it might have been 2013 yeah maybe it was like sophomore year of high school that I like really wanted to go like me and this girl that I was like in high school with we were like we're gonna go like we're gonna go like as if we're not like 13 years old yeah like, no me like that's literally me um, so yeah definitely Coachella was like another one of my like favorite show memories I've ever had yeah, like I, I went imagine like, it was so much fun and like just being able to see especially like people like us who like we're just so into music that we listen to so much of everything like mm-hmm. being able to like run from seeing like Maggie Rogers to then going and seeing the 1975 to then like skipping their set halfway out to like running halfway across the festival field to seeing Sophie for the first time like I'll never forget that what it felt like to just like be in it's so stupid it's so cliche but like to just like be in the fuck like the damn desert like beautiful as hell out like 11 o'clock at night like you've been there all day and you're like oh my God, like this person that I want to see, Sophie was like, obviously somebody that I would have wanted to have seen so badly. I was like, I, I'm so exhausted. It's like the third day here, but like, bitch, we're about to go see Sophie for the first time. Yeah. Like, it, well, it's like, it's very like, ugh, God, I miss Coachella so much. I know. And we're, we're going to move on, but um, that lineup was pretty much like as no, to a lineup. lineup. No, this year's lineup was literally flawless. Like I was talking about this earlier at work today and I was like, the way that they had all the fucking girls on it. Like, yeah. I'm not getting into it because I'm going to get upset. I know, me too. I, but like, it's true. Like every like every day, I think I wanted to see like at least like 10, 15 people. And I know yeah. I wouldn't even be able to hit everything, but like, so maybe it's better or whatever that we didn't get to go. But I know, no, I'm so upset yeah. that that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. But you know what 2023 we out here <laughs> um, when, we don't, when we don't have artists uh artist guest passes in 2024 then what <laughs> look i don't know when it finally makes its way back around and we don't have the artist passes that we were holding out for then what <laughs> we'll get there we'll, we'll just work our way up to that point where we're one of the like the vips you know mama not with the, not in this economy <laughs> I'm I'm manifesting <laughs> like not in this recession, girl um so I guess really quick like I've thought of this little segment since I've been seeing a lot of um talk about Grammy nominations on, I think yes <laughs> on the timeline so I thought maybe we could talk a little bit about like not necessarily like our predictions because that's too much like we'll just talk about like things our thoughts and prayers yes our thoughts and prayers so we'll start of course with album of the year do you have any suggestions or hopes ungodly hour chloe and hallie yes yeah no it definitely needs to be nominated if it's not I'll i don't have to say anything more like because we were just talking about how big of swifty i am taylor swift has released an album this year and ungodly hour by chloe and hallie is my favorite album of the year like that's how good this fucking album is yeah like it's amazing i i seriously have no words like 
show-stopping, talented, incredible, totally unique, and like never <laughs> done before. Like it's so good. Yeah. I think that's I, one of them for me. Yeah. Other than that one, like the ones that I like hope they're all women. Like, I'm sorry. Well, I, okay. Here's the thing. Obviously the weekend is getting an um. Yeah. that I wrote that one down too, but like yeah, other than that. Getting an um, but like in my like hopes and dreams, like it's going to be uh, twigs. Yep. Magdalene. Yep. It's gonna be twigs. It's gonna be folklore. It's gonna be uh, Punisher. Punisher. Yep, Punisher by Phoebe Bridgers. It's gonna be how many are there on album of the year now? It's like fucking not like seven. Like there's a lot. Yeah, I know they like added more, which is like good because then when my girls get nominated, I'm like yes. But like it just makes no sense at this point. Yeah. Um. Um, Oh, and then uh, future nostalgia. Um, I don't. I. If it got album of the year nom, I would be happy, but I don't really see it for her, unfortunately. I don't think, like, I don't know if it'll win. Sorry, Miss Dua. Love you, girl. I loved the album, but, like... I can hope it gets it, though, because people, like... I do, too. It's the thing, like, it, this is the thing that really aggravates me about Stan Twitter, too, is, like, they say that everything, like, comes and goes, like, so yeah. quickly. I'm like, Don't Start Now has been a hit for so long. Like, it's ridiculous. She's had so many hits off of that album, like, at least three or four. yeah. No, and it, every song is good. I mean, like, uh, people have their opinions. But honestly, like, I think that the fact that she released, like, what is it, 12 songs on it, I think that was, like, the perfect amount. And yeah, there's, there's literally no skips. No skips. So I think there's, like, a good chance. Maybe pop vocal, it'll definitely get no, it. Pop vocal, pop vocal, it's going to sweep. But I don't know about album of the year, unfortunately. I do think it should be nominated, though. Yeah. Um, Cromaga, Cromaga for pop vocal, for sure. Oh, yeah. I don't know about album of the year, though. Just because it wasn't like that as, as commercially successful. We're getting into like logistical terms. Like, well, this, people. Is, this is the weird thing about the Grammys. Like, it's like for the gays, like, it's literally the Super Bowl. Yes. It is the Super Bowl. Like, it's so funny to me because I always think about like, I'm so excited. It's literally only October and I'm so fucking excited for the timeline meltdowns in February, January, February, or when. Yeah, I don't know which one. Are because. It literally, like, the timeline on Grammy night is, like, nothing else. It's the like, best. It's so funny. Good. Um, no, it's literally incredible. I, the timeline on Grammy night, like, all the meltdowns, like, I I wish I could relive that day every day, you know? Yeah, me too. My meltdowns after Maggie Rogers lost Best New Artist, who, of course, she was going to lose to Billie Eilish. Like, there was no competition there. But, <laughs> the way I had to tell you, I'm like, you know she's going to sweep. No, I like, know. Like, my meltdown when Magrog lost, I was like, so like Grammy Night is so funny, but like in reality, like it doesn't fucking matter. No, it doesn't. But it is so fun. Like I remember getting so upset. Like I mean, yeah. Oh, you know what? Else? You know what else is gonna be nominated, which I don't really give a fuck about. And all of my friends who are listening to this are gonna like, come for me for this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bolt cutters. I don't give a shit. Oh yeah, I'm not like like I like the like, Apple. No, it's for sure gonna get a nom though for album yes, of the year. I agree. I, it, I have, it has like a hunt. that's the thing like the grammys literally don't give a f- like it, they don't make sense because half of it is like like it, i feel like the committee has been quoted on saying like oh it's about commercial success and then the other half of the time it's like oh it's about like the critical reception like yeah beyonce lost beyonce lost to bony bear one year didn't she i'm pretty sure she lost to bony yeah, bear yeah i think so like, so the Grammys really don't mean anything in retrospect. Like, they don't mean fucking shit. If an album is good and we like it, that's all that matters. But, well, like, I do be, I do, it really does. Like, when when we were sitting there in the student center at Rowan for album of the year, I think, was it last year? Or maybe two years ago? Two years I don't ago. know. And we were sitting there, and we were, like, crossing our fingers. We were, like, oh, we were, like, dirty computer, dirty computer, and or, and or. Golden, golden hour, golden hour, golden hour. <laughs> and then it was, like, I, the funniest thing about that clip is if you go back and watch it, Alicia Keys is like so confused. She's like, Casey Musgraves, go. Let's just like pretend to be excited for her. Oh but my me, God. Like, in the student center at Rowan, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. We collapsed that night. <laughs> um, oh, quick. There is, there is some enjoyment in like sitting there being like, who's it going to be? 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 And then it's Casey Musgraves' golden hour, and you're like, period. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was everything. Um, but quick thing, I definitely think also Sawiyama is getting nominated for at least pop vocal or best alternative, maybe. I'm kind of like wondering. Pop vocal. Yeah, but then I I don't know. It's really critically acclaimed. So I'm like praying for an album of the year nom, but I don't know if she'll get it, but I hope she does. 
Um, And also, let's be honest here. It's not about like commercial or anything. It's like the Grammy voters are like, they're going to. Old white men. Yeah. The old white men on the Grammy voting, whatever, are going to pick the most like relatable thing to them. Yeah. Or like the thing that they can digest. Because obviously like we're sitting here and we're like, okay, the weekend's going to get an on that's clear. Now let's get into our girls who are getting nominated. Like, I don't know a single other like male album that's come out this year. It's so bad. Well, Hollywood's bleeding. They're talking about like Post Malone getting one. Oh, did he release an album this year? Or was that last year? It was last year, but it was after the cutoff. Um, And then other than that, like, I mean, I know there are some. I looked up like the predictions when I was putting my predictions together. But um. Yeah, and I really can't think of many. I mean, the women just outsold. I don't know what else to say. Literally, like, are going to sweep. Like, in terms of best new artists, let's talk about that real quick. Like, it's definitely going to be, like, Doja Cat, Doja Cat, Megan Thee Stallion. Doja and Megan. And, Come like, on, I, I kind of hope Rena and Phoebe get noms as well for yeah. that. I could totally see them. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know what else I really hope gets album of the year nomination like with every oh my god with every fiber of my being the chick later oh wait yeah you're kind of right no that'll get like best country or something no it needs to get album of the year it needs to I don't know I mean like I could see it getting nominated I just don't know I I don't know if it's gonna win but it needs to get nominated like it was really good though yeah incredible um but yeah other than that like for like song or record of the year i think it's really going to be like between like blinding lights don't, don't start, start now yeah yeah i want it to be don't start now but like yeah. i mean blinding lights obviously like the grit of all grits come on yeah i i do love that song i mean tiktok kind of ruined it for me but like i still love it everything but here's the thing tiktok is like i hate saying this because it's gonna sound so like I'm going to just sound awful saying this, but like TikTok is really the only reason that the girls are blowing up right now. No, it's true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> like, like, like it's not- amazing how, like, I love what it does for artists. I just think like, like when I start hearing like my parents are like, thinking about Charlie D'Amelio literally getting like six figures to post a 15 second dance to, uh, I don't know, say so. Like that makes me sick to my stomach. Did you see she posted a video to like Mar- one of Marina's songs from Electra Heart? And I'm like, oh my God, she's bringing relevancy. <laughs> yeah, the thing about TikTok that's so funny, it's literally bringing back like all of these like dead eras and like these girls who like just aren't like these songs that are like so old. Like these girls are like, like Ali X is like having to push like all of her old music again on Spotify and shit because yeah. like all bitch is like getting big on TikTok. Like Aisha Erotica has literally retired from music and there's so many like popular Aisha songs. Like, people may not know that they're Aisha songs but like if they listen to it they'd be like oh this is that TikTok song like literal legend oh yeah the classic I love that song um but no you're totally right and like even songs that like we grew up listening to that were really popular for example today Uh, Fleetwood Mac being back in like the top 20 on Billboard because of TikTok yeah that too but earlier I was like I was talking to this this one girl who's like a junior in high school and she was like singing along to like potential breakup song and I was like you know that song like and she was like yeah from TikTok and like I played it and she was like oh I only know like the first verse and I'm like you don't even know the chorus yeah <laughs> but it's, it's true like it is bringing a lot of those songs back and I'm grateful because I'm like I, I sound so old but I'm like I don't want like the music I grew up listening to to like die like <laughs> I want like I like at least a lot of it like I don't want it to die like I want it to still be popular people to know it just because like it was a and for me a great time for music so when East Northumberland High goes viral on TikTok then what (laughs) then what I'd like to see it like we need fly on the wall to go viral on TikTok oh it will it will someone will start a trend or something with it but yeah no I'm happy to see any song from our childhood that gets like that goes viral on TikTok. Like I'm love- I'm really here for it. Keep on one conversation. Like we fully were supposed to be talking about like dream grabby noms and we're like TikTok. <laughs> I know. Okay. But yeah, like the last thing relevant. Like the last thing I was gonna say with like song of the year, it was like it's gonna be don't start now, blinding lights, everything I wanted possibly. Um mm. I, I people have been saying it's gonna be predicted on there, but so I just keep I I put it in. But I don't know, just because it's like I don't remember when that came out. It was like the end of last year, right? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like she won five last year I don't see her winning anymore this year but no, you know no. we'll see 
like when I saw that Ariana tweeted earlier today, she was like, can't wait to drop my album this month. I was I, like, the collapse. There was, there was, okay. I mean, it was a collapse and there was a tweet that I retweeted that was so funny. It was like, I knew we were going to get a vaccine this year, <laughs> which was so funny. But when, <laughs> I saw, but when I saw Ariana tweet, like, can't wait to drop my album this month. I was like, please give us a break. Because it just, I, it gets to a point and it's not just like, it's not just her, it's any artist where like, and I, Taylor's talked about this a lot too, especially after 1989 era. She was like, after this tour, I'm disappearing because I'm so at the point of overexposure right now that people can't stand me and I feel it. Yeah. Like Ariana, after having like huge, massive success with Thank You Next and Sweetener, like, of course she was going to be like mad overexposed. Like people, like, I, I think I re-listened to thank you next like maybe two months ago and I was like because I just hadn't listened for so long because yeah. it was like anything that consumed all of media I was like damn this album's good yeah no I I mean and I've been I listen to sweetener regularly like yeah. still I know it's not your favorite but it's my favorite yeah, because what is your best album say it with me one sweetener. two dangerous sweetener. woman, <laughs> dangerous woman. Close second <laughs> No, it's literally her best and you know what her best song is say it with me one two three every day <laughs> I don't even know what I would say I'd probably say ghost in to be honest no like he literally does give it to me every day and like he does have me screaming la 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 moving on <laughs> okay so yeah I mean that's like pretty much it for my like I just picked like the big four I'm like I don't need to talk about the rest of them I think the only other songs I thought of were like say so and savage just because they're huge yeah, um so moving on from that I cannot wait for the Phoebe Bridgers sweep I can't wait I wish I literally wish I'd like to see it no like she's gonna get all of the big four I think what song is getting nominated for record and song of the year? I'd like Kyoto. to know. Kyoto. I think she submitted Kyoto. If anything, it's I Know the End, but... Facts, Kyoto is literally the worst on the record, actually. Okay, I wouldn't say that. We'll move on, because I don't need to get into a Punisher fight. <laughs> the worst is. There's no bad song on it. That's the right, that's the right answer. No, facts, but if you had to rank them, like, my favorite to my least favorite... I'm gonna have an unpopular opinion. That's the thing. Like, I think my if you say Moon Song, I'm hanging up right now. Moon Song's literally my favorite song on the album. I would never, I would never slander that song. If you say Graceland too, I'm hanging up. Nope, I wasn't gonna say that either. I was gonna say my the the song that I least listen to is probably I See You, but I still love it. I agree with that. Okay, thank God. I still love it. I still love the whole album. But okay, moving on from that. What are our current favorite songs, albums, artists? Would you like to go first? Um, I feel like I've talked enough. You can go. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, my favorite song right now is probably Scissorhands by Maggie Lindemann. I've been very into Halloween-themed music, and that's a great song for anyone's Halloween playlists. Also, I watched Project X the other day, and now I've just been listening to high school party music. So yeah, what is that? Can you explain to me what that is? Because I've seen you talk about it a lot. Uh, and I'm confused. What project X? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's Charlie. Like, I have no I idea think, what that is. I think Charlie influ- Charlie XCX influenced me to watch it again because she tweeted it's her favorite movie. It's literally like a mockumentary about like a huge high school party that like this kid yeah. throws, and so it's just like a whole lot of like you know drugs, sex, like alcohol, like and it's just like a party. Like you're watching like a, a huge high school party, and oh, like. My- my weekends before the p word hit yes it's like a really intense movie i it's fun to watch but it's not like critically acclaimed or anything i just watched it because i like the soundtrack a lot to be honest oh my god um, please movies are literally like freaky friday and like hannah montana the movie like <laughs> you don't have to talk about like it's not like critically acclaimed like it's not like a good movie but it is like i like i enjoy it like baby girl my favorite movie is like the parent trap so or, <laughs> a story so what now i can really i can really story yeah, like the ba- I think the ba- talk about good ch- soundtracks, a Cinderella story. Yeah, but this one's kind of different. This one's a different <laughs> sort of soundtrack. Like I think like the most popular song from the soundtrack I would say is probably like Pursuit of Happiness, which is like a Kid Cudi song that Steve Aoki like remixes or I don't know. I don't know if someone if it's an actual Steve Aoki song, I don't know, but Kid Cudi, Steve Aoki, a couple other people. Like it's just like 
a good party song. And so I've just been listening to like rap music from my high school years because I never went to parties in high school. So now I'm like reliving that in my room because I cannot relate. <laughs> like, um, so yeah, in, in terms of like my favorite album right now is probably that soundtrack, which is just like a playlist on Spotify. And then I've been listening to Kanye, but um, not like his album. During this election cycle? No, we won't. That's the thing. Okay, here on both sides of the barricade, <laughs> we do not support writing in any um, random people or famous people um, as your elected officials. We support voting out fascist dictator presidents. No, exactly. And voting in people who could possibly help with that. But um, yeah, who, have, so, who, actually, who actually have a chance of winning the election because they yes. didn't announce that they were going to run for president, like, I don't know, four months before everyone was supposed to vote. Yeah. Anyway, don't write in Kanye. That's the point. But anyway, we still can listen to Kanye West presents good music. No, 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 no. I will eat Yeezus, the album up like front to back. Yeah. But at this current moment in time, I'm like, I'm just going to pretend that his whole existence don't exist until after November 3rd. And then I will go back, back to streaming. You're right. You're right. I've been, okay. But technically they're like collab albums. They're not like his, his like solo albums. Like I'm only listening to watch the throne. I do have to say though, thinking about having a national anthem with the lyric, I put my fist in her like a civil rights sign is sitting pretty pleasantly with me. Oh my god. <laughs> no. That album's a great. Well, yes, but okay. And then favorite artist, I'm just gonna say Rena because I'm manifesting good energy for her Grammy noms. Moving on. Who what would you say? Any favorites you want to plug? Um see my problem is that once I start listening to an album, I hyper fixate on it to the point where it's the only thing that I listen to. Oh, same. I will just get so sucked into listening to like one particular album. And that's the only thing I listen to for like months on end. So like earlier in the year, it was definitely Ungodly Hour. Then it was Folklore. No, then it was Gaslighter. Then it was Folklore. But Gaslighter was only out for like a week until Folklore came out. So sorry. But um, (laughs) no, now it's definitely, I was late on the train because I do have some unprocessed trauma that I did not want to come to the surface. (laughs) Um, So I did avoid it for a while. And by a while, I mean like two months. Yes. Is Punisher by Phoebe Bridgers. And you are valid. The only thing that I listen to right now, like the only thing I'm telling you, like wake up in the morning, get in the shower, put it on, brushing my teeth, getting ready for work, put it on, driving to work, put it on driving home from work, put it on while I'm at work and I'm sitting there tagging stuff and I don't feel like listening to the music in the store and I can probably get yelled at for it, but I don't really give a damn because fire me at this point, I don't care. Sitting there listening to it on my own phone, Punisher, Phoebe Bridgers, put it on. Yeah. No, I can fully relate to that. <laughs> listening to, it's scary. Like, it's scary. No, at the end of the year, it's going to be like, you spent a hundred hours listening to Phoebe Bridgers, like, easily easily literally gonna be like, it's literally gonna be like i know the end and it's gonna be streamed like 400 years long like i know the end is oh a classic uh yeah. classic. if you have not listened if you're listening to this right now and you haven't listened to punisher um you are depriving yourself of possibly one of the greatest albums ever made facts but also if you have really poor mental illness make sure you're in a good space for it because i wasn't and that's why i keep listening to it <laughs> Wait, it's literally so funny because my manager said to me like last week, um, I said, I was like, I can't stop listening to Punisher by Phoebe Bridgers. And she says straight up, she says back to me, yeah, and it's not doing great things for your mental health. I mean, (laughs) did she lie? No. (laughs) Um, But I mean, I guess other than that, like songs that I've been like really obsessing over uh, recently, um it's halloween season death by sex kim petrus yeah been really streaming her a lot um as of last night because i was having a slight argument in the group chat over demi lovato because they're not 
stands. And again, I did admit earlier in this episode, I was a Demi stan. <laughs> you know the video, you know the video from Jimmy Neutron that like spirals are not spirals, circulates around Twitter now as like a reaction video. And it's the two girls from Jimmy Neutron going, let's just laugh at him now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. That's what it feels like to be a Demi Lovato fan. So <laughs> as of last night, I have been listening to a lot of uh, Daddy Issues in particular, because that song eats. Oh, God, that song is a five course meal. I mean, Hardback uh, is like a pop. No, honestly, like oh, she we- gives us she gives us the Coles grits. And I'm happy about it. Did you just say the Kohl's grits? Like the yes. department store? <laughs> Literally, it's the Kohl's grits. Like, it's the JCPenney's grits. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's giving it's giving department store, and I'm still eating it. Yeah, um, man. I love how you're like, you're like, oh, I'm listening to Punisher and, like, pop music. And I'm like, yeah, I'm listening to, like, high school rap that you'd hear at a party because I'm a local now, I guess. I don't know. I have, I have two uh, attributes about me. I'm gay and I'm depressed. So that's going to reflect in my music, which is why I said Kim Petras and <laughs> indie album I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah. Uh, no, but also uh, there's a new, um, do you know Sigur Ross at all? The name sounds familiar. They're like an Icelandic band. I used to be obsessed with them in high school. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, the lead singer of it, uh, his name is Yonsi. He put out his first album in like 10 years and it's produced by A.G. Cook. Like the whole thing is just him and A.G. Cook that wrote and produced it. And it features Robin and it features, uh, oh my God, what the fuck is her name? Oh my God, what's her name? What's her name? Elizabeth Frazier from, uh, uh, oh my God, what the fuck is the band with the twins? The twins. The Crocto Crocto twins. Is that it? Am I stupid? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's going to listen to this later and be like, this fake motherfucker. Um, (laughs) Yes. So I have been listening to uh, Cannibal with Elizabeth Frazier a lot and Salt Licorice. Salt Licorice with Robin. I've been listening to a lot too. Yeah. I'll have to do that. Called Wild Eye, which is like, some of it is like, because Yonsei's like Icelandic and he's in like an indie ish band, like some of it is like very like dreamy. But because it's also AG Cook produced, some of it is like pots and pans music, and Wild Eye is probably the most like pots and pans on it. Ooh, love that. That one I've been listening to a lot too. You need to go listen to it. You really do. Yeah, send it to me. I'll listen to that right now. Like anything um, AG produced is. It is. AG really Cook, is. we love you. Oh, I, I have been streaming. Here's the thing it's the way that Charlie released her best album of her career this year and still like it's not really making it on anybody's like favorites of the year list or like nobody's thinking it's getting grammy noms but i mean again grant like charlie's not really an artist that the grammys are looking out for given but how i'm feeling now i've been listening to uh detonate so much it's ridiculous which I is awesome know. i i want so charlie self-titled to get recognition that's what mm-hmm. i would like i don't know if it's like it missed the cutoff last year or not i don't remember but like that album deserve they both of them deserve but like i just love self-titled no how i'm feeling now is definitely her best album like i don't care okay <laughs> like, I, just, I just think it's funny that you think that the album with party for you isn't her best album but well, party for you is like one of her best songs ever made but I'm just saying. no claws is literally the best song she has ever made in her entire career like claws is her best song Okay, we're getting into controversial territory now, so we're going to wrap this up. <laughs> no, because I, I think we should have that conversation. It's a great song. I'm just not, I don't think it's her best. Dylan Brady, we love you. Woo! Yes, on, this, on this podcast, Dylan Brady is saluted. We do love you, Dylan Brady. Yes. So, with all that being said... The viewers, trying to li- the viewers literally getting whiplash from listening to this. I know. I'm like, we're almost at an hour. Like we need to, we need to stop for their sake. I, I, I apologize for the whiplash uh, after the fact, not ahead of time. Sorry. No, you, they're you, fine. They're you, fine. You were getting into when I called myself a faggot in the first 30 seconds of the episode. So <laughs> with that being said, if you'd like to follow Kyle on any social media, his Instagram is at Kyle Hoover. And his Twitter like is damn baby H O O V E R. And then his Twitter is Americana Prince. So like the Taylor Swift song, Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince. 
I do like that. And then oh, worst album. I'm sorry. It's, well, well, yes, that's just. But I, have, but I do have a Twitter out, a Twitter at related to the album, so it's fine. We won't get into it, but you're you're right. You're right. Exactly. <laughs> so follow me on Twitter. It's at Americana Prince. And then both sides of the barricade. If you're an active listener, you know, at both sides of the barricade on Instagram, at BSOTB pod, acronym and then pod on Twitter. And then you can subscribe on YouTube. This episode will be on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube for you to watch or listen to. You can follow, subscribe, like, download, rate, comment, all of that. And thank you so much for listening. Kyle, thank you for being on. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode, listening to our rants about whatever. (laughs) Um, And if you're one of Jordan's cute, gay, single friends, please hit me up. I'm very (laughs) desperate. Oh my God. Yes. Go DM Kyle. (laughs) I'm going to get me a man's out of this. Oh my God. But thank you so much for listening. Look forward to next week's episode with our next artist guest. We'll see you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.